Welcome to Tales of the Magic Skagit, brought to you by Meyer Sign. I'm the series host and producer, Michael Boss, and if you're listening to this, it's probably because you have some curiosity about the people, places, and things that make Western Washington's Skagit Valley a magical place to live. This is the podcast series that was made to scratch that itch, so I invite you to settle back and listen to our latest podcast episode. Hey there, friends and followers of Meyer Sign and Tales of the Magic Skagit. It is an absolutely drop-dead, gorgeous day here in uh, Shelter Bay. Absolutely beautiful. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those mornings, you know, in late winter, um, maybe early spring, where you just want to fall down on your knees and, and say thank you, thank you, thank you, universe, for letting me live in the Pacific Northwest, or as I like to refer to it as Friday. But I'm here with uh, my friend <coughs> Jay Bowen, noted artist, author, uh, Skagit, uh, Upper Skagit Elder. A man of many accomplishments, and certainly one whose story we've shared with you in the past. But we're here today to um, talk about a particular piece of that past that we devoted a story to once before, I think about four years ago now. Um, But we wanted to spend a little bit more time revisiting today, and that's the story of, to me, what is uh, the most striking piece of public art uh, in Mount Vernon, and I would certainly say uh, one of the most striking pieces of art I've encountered, public art, in uh, the Skagit Valley. And uh, Jay played a, a major role uh, in, in the creation of this. It's the Valley of Our Spirits. Um, if you've been up to the uh, Riverwalk, uh, if you go up to the western end of uh, Gates Street, uh, there's no possible way you can miss this because... Uh, it's it's one of those things that definitely stops you in your tracks, um, and it just forces you to take it all in to look heavenward. And I will tell you, um, you're going to come away with some messages. Uh, everybody might take a little something different away from it, but you're going to walk away with it uh, with with uh, from it with something. And uh, Jay. With that Good morning. long-winded introduction, hey, <laughs> thanks so much for, for taking the time. Um, you know, I think one of the first things I wanted to ask in, you know, spending more time on the story of uh, Valley of Our Spirits, uh, I mean, let's start at the very beginning, at, at, at the inception part of the story. What, what was the inspiration that resulted in... What happened was I was <clears throat> minding my own business, and Peter Whitehead called me up one day. He says, I want, to, I want to do a totem pole. He says, but I can't do it because that's not my culture. I need you to design this totem pole. And that was the beginning. And, and refresh my memory. Who is Peter? Peter Whitehead. He's the, the still genius. Uh, he's a, uh-huh. He is uh, the one who actually did all the metal work on the sculpture, all the engineering, and... 
he put into play uh, all the designs. Okay. It's, I call him my steel genius. <laughs> so, so, um, so his suggestion. So his suggestion is, gee, we, I'd, I'd like to do a totem. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I want to go, I want to go to somebody that has yeah. that cultural connection. Yeah. And, and there was no, there was no idea, there was no plan, there was no, um, no designs at all. He would just said, I want to do a totem pole. And he said, come up with some designs. Mm-hmm. The designs actually took a couple of years to get all the designs together, the concepts and everything. Making making something out of whole cloth is is always going to be a challenge. Yeah. And so I came up with a core structure first of all, which is a, the open tor- core structure. And then it took it took a year to design all the uh, animals and all the. Uh, animals we represented and, and why they would be put on there. Yeah. <clears throat> and it only took like eight months or so, nine months to build it. But it took a long time to do the design work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when Peter first asked you about doing this, how long did it take you to say yes? Oh, it's instant. Okay. Like, yeah, that's what I, that's <laughs> kind of what I would have thought. Yeah. But yeah. And, but, and 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 as you were you know as you were kind of you know thinking through the design, did you have an initial inspiration as to at least what you would want to what you what kind of message you would want this uh, uh, this piece of art to to uh, send? Yes, there is a there is a very firm message in this, and it came out of the design work and in. My work is always going to be about healing. All my paintings, sculpture, jewelry, everything about healing and bringing people together and helping solve situations. And this was a focus representing our, our whole tribal culture and recognizing the new people's culture in the mm-hmm. valley. Mm-hmm. So with that, what, would I, what, am I, what am I going to do? What am I going to say to mm-hmm. people who observe this? What are they going to walk away with? What would, what would be a way to show what our tribe is about, our people's about, our philosophy's about, and how do I want to represent my, my own work in that? Yeah. You know? It's about healing. And you know, to, to, to get into the design, I, maybe what would be helpful is um, to just take a moment uh, for those who have not seen Valley of Our Spirits. Let's let's take a moment and, and give you an idea of, of what it is that you're you're looking at. So, Jay, how would you describe someone's encounter uh, with this piece of art? What is it? What is it they're seeing? What confronts them? What I want to do is I I want to change people's perspective on how they see the sculpture. When you look at the sculpture, you realize it's, it's vertical. It's 22, 24 feet tall. Inside the sculpture is all this tons and tons of river rock. And inside those, on all those rocks are carved people's names from the community, both new people and the native peoples and people from across the country. There's carved names on there. And that's done for a reason. Um, but I want to bring, looking down into the river, I want to think, when you're looking down the river, I want to bring the river up. Right. 
So when you're looking at the sculpture, you're lo actually looking down into the river. All the stones in there come from the Skagit River. Right. Yeah, my brother Jack spent, you know, days and days and days collecting rocks and bringing them over, you know, to me, you know. And uh, we've, he's brought several truckloads by, and then he finally realized that he can't physically do it. Um, and then uh, one of the local uh, quarries donated some washed or river rock from the Skagit. It had to be, had to be guaranteed to be from the Skagit. And uh, so we were able to finish it off then. So, you know, I'll, I'll share my very first takeaway as I'm munching on the cake that uh, Jay gave me here. My very first encounter, my takeaway from seeing Valley of Our Spirits. So I happen up, you know, gates to the river, and there's this thing, you know, soaring. In, in front of me and immediately um, the stuff I pick up on you know without trying to think through of, gee I wonder what message this artist was trying to impart you know my immediate message from it was that just the upward thrust of this thing the fact that it, it immediately draws your eyes heavenward mm -hmm. right away establishes a perspective and a connection with the greater um, and then you know there were the, the there were these animals in, in in what seemed to me to be a spiral like a circle of life very good yeah and then you know there are you know the stones in there and in, in, in you know what are, wow what's you know what is all this about but at the very top you have this unifying element of the eagle not just you know the national emblem of the United States of America, but this symbol of great power and, and unity with arms and wings, you know, outstretched. Yeah. And so there was this, you know, just tremendous sense of, of hopefulness that I took from this. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, with, with some public art, um, there's some stuff that you'll see that is really, really wonderful. It's great. But over time... To what extent does it just kind of become background, as opposed to whenever I see Valley of Our Spirits, it it it, it always just strikes me anew. Mm -hmm. You know, I can never see it without that sense of encounter, and it's not something I I, I walk by and you know just sort of tune out as background. Maybe I should tell you about what the animals represent there. I think that would be a perfect time. The species of salmon are all represented there. The king salmon, silver salmon, sockeye, humpies. They're all represented on the sculpture. They're done in stainless steel. They're actually done scale to size. They actually weigh as much as a salmon that size would weigh. <laughs> Some of those salmon, you know, I actually almost cut my hand trying to pick up some of the salmon that was mm -hmm. so heavy, you know. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Pounds. Yeah, right. Um, all the animals on there represent, are re representing all the creatures in Skagit Valley. So yeah. they speak for all the creatures. The, the ravens speak for all the creatures. The, the otters, the bear. The bear, that was the base. The sculpture, a totem pole read from bottom to top. Mm -hmm. Right. What supports the top? Right. 
the bear happens to be my family's beard helper. Uh-huh. So that was going to be the base of that, you know. During, and every animal is represented there that represents the people or the, the creatures of the valley. to explain in short words what happened during the course of making this. It's far easier to go back to when we were making it. Yeah, yeah. So Peter and I were busy working in the studio in Sidiwoli and we were attaching big sections of salmon to the sculpture then taking them off and working on them a little, modifying, grinding them, texturing them. Wow. Put it back on and one time we looked up and there's this man standing in the door. This old man. We glanced up because we waited for him to walk in, and we both were busy working. And then we glanced up again, and he was gone. And Peter says, the hell was that? You know, well, that guy just disappeared. I said, well, I said that's the old one from the visit. Yeah. They want to they oversee everything. During the course of making this, this totem pole, it was overseen by the spirit helpers and the old ones. Yeah. So we were working on this sculpture a, a week or so later, and we look over at it, and it's laying down on the side. We're putting pieces and taking pieces off. And all of a sudden, around this, this, the totem pole, the air became very blurred, and there's a spinning motion around the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Said, you could not see through it. Oh, good grief. You could see the light through it. You could see the apparitions of the sculpture. and. Peter's looking at me going, what, what, what is going on? What the hell is going on? We're both looking at this. And he was terrified. Yeah. I said, that is the spirit helpers reviewing this and seeing if it's, it's going to be an okay home, if they're going to prove it for being a home. Because <laughs> once it's created, it becomes a home for the spirit helpers. Oh, boy. And so we watched it for several minutes, that aberration. Wow. And he realized real quickly that he was doing something very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, now, Jay, who, who, okay, so let's let's rewind a little bit here. You said it, it took you how long to eventually come up with the design? It was a couple of years doing the designs. Okay. Yes, okay. Uh, and what we did was I would do the design. Uh, i get a finished design and hand it to Peter. Peter would put it into the computer. He's a computer genius. So he transcribes it into the computer, traces the design, puts it in there, you can do slight modifications on that at that point. Right. One day I came back to him and he goes, oh, I, I got this salmon finished. I said, let's take a look at it. And I said, what is that shape you put in there? He goes, oh, I thought that looked cool. Yeah. I said, that doesn't look cool. You, you can't use that shape in that. In that. I said, I, I take the language of the totem, the language of the coastal designs, and I stretch it long ways. Right, there is a right. point you can't go over. Yeah, right. I said, you cannot use that shape. That's not a traditional shape. It's not no vocabulary. It's right. a language. It's words. Yeah. I said, you got to take it out. So he begrudgingly took that shape and morphed it back into the original shape it was supposed to be. And this whole design on the screen came to life. Mm. And he had this epiphany. He goes, holy cow, what, what is that? I said, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. When you break that, you become yeah. something else. It doesn't count anymore. Yeah. You can't cross that line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I stretch it a long ways. There's a lot of secrets in that. So there was so so really what you were talking about in terms of the length of the design process was really more just about you know an, an evolutionary set of steps you were going through with Peter. Yeah, design, design, design. design. Yeah, right, right. All the right. design take lots of prayers. Yeah. He did, one one. There was we were getting down towards the end, and he says, um, "I need a raven." He says, "I need a raven." take another month to get a raven because all I could think about was drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and I sat down to do the raven and inside of 20 minutes 30 minutes this beautiful raven appeared oh my I said this is it (laughs) this Uh is beautiful but I'd worked so hard at that point trying to keep my heart right my head right and my my thoughts right uh, to come up with this sure and it it finally came that was the easiest one the raven was yeah now, you had uh, a couple of other artists you were working with as well, um, and it, one was a, a, a metal sculpture, but I also, sculptor, but I should also point out that uh, Jay is a sculptor. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I learned from Jay is that if, if, if you're working jewelry, what you're really doing is you are creating yeah, small well, I, sculptures. I, I was, I was uh, there was a man named Alan Hauser went on to become a very, very famous sculptor in the, in the Southwest and worldwide. And he taught at the Institute of American Indian Arts back then. Mm-hmm. And he kind of mentored me. And he would come over to the studio and, and oversee what I'm working on. And pick something up and he said, uh, this is sculpture. If you take increase this 100 times or 200 times, it should still balance out right. as at whatever scale. Sure. If it doesn't balance sure. out at this scale, it won't balance out at any other scale. Yeah. He said, understand everything you do is sculpture. Yeah. Well, in the case of Valley of Our Spirits, you were definitely dealing with a large piece of sculpture. And for that, you um, partnered up with uh, uh, Milo. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Milo. Yeah. He likes to be called Milo. He likes to be yeah. called Milo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But that's Peter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Finally made that connection. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you guys, and, and but you also had a glass artist. Yes, yes. Um, I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, but they have a, Peter and her have a good association. And she's very good at, at molded glass. And um, she was able to do insert to augment the work we were doing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, just to emphasize like the, the glass of the inside the, the fish stomachs the, the fish eggs yeah the different colors on the, on the bears and different things the hands and the let me explain what what, what the eagle is I didn't bring this up at the, at, the, at the opening ceremony because I didn't want to cause a big controversy but the eagle represents the creator the creator in in, the, in western language is, is called God you know, we don't have a name for for God. We have we just say the creator. Right, right. And inside, on the wings, both wings, there's two hands. You know, and one hand represents the new people, and one hand represents the native people. You know. Yeah. And that's what the creator is protecting and overseeing. And after the presentation, everyone wanted to know what. Which hand was the new people and which hand <laughs> is the native people? I said, I'm not going to yeah, designate right. it. I said, 
I said, as soon as I designate one side or the other, yeah. one side or the other, yeah. you guys will start fighting about it. Yeah, absolutely. This is not about fighting. This is about bringing people together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we already have enough right wing left wing uh, uh, tensions. We don't need to add more. Um, so, when you know, one of the things that last time I, I uh, well, when I did the original story about this, you know, I talked a little bit about the um, the dedication. Um, Tell the story of, of dedicating uh, Valley of Our Spirits. I think it's yeah, a great it story. Was, uh, it was funny because uh, the, the Mount Vernon City of Mount Vernon said, okay, have it done by this date and, and, and so on and so forth. I said, no, no, we got to have a ceremony. I yeah. said, no, no, we don't have the budget to do a ceremony. We're not doing this. We don't do public ceremonies for sculptures. I said, this one you will. Yeah, right. That's the protocol. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm presenting a very important piece of medicine to the community. Yeah. From my people, my family, my tribe. Yeah. And it has to be recognized as such. So they begrudgingly said, okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and and we'll put a tent up and another tent for observers. And um, we'll invite some people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And as it got closer and closer and closer, they realized they were in way over their head. <laughs> you know. And they had to start ordering more tents and more tents and more tents and more chairs and more chairs. And the, the state officials and some senators sent representatives to observe the ceremony. Nice. You know, there was representatives from federal government to local governments and state governments. Yeah. And the Skagit Singers were there. They came out of seclusion. And for the first time, the last time, they, they performed in, in years. Oh, my. And they sang traditional songs from the Skagit people to uh, bless the sculpture, bless the day. Swokanen was there speaking, my brother was there speaking, Milo and I spoke, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, what, it was, what it was was it's recognizing that uh, our people have been here since the beginning of time. And since then, the new people have arrived here. And traditionally, when the new people arrive to an area, they have to assume responsibility and become part of the part of the community. And I said some very powerful, important things. I said, first of all, we're not going anywhere. We proved that. Yeah, right. You're not going anywhere. You're still here. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. We need to learn to uh, work together for for the, the, put this valley in trust. And secure the valley. There's no other Skagit Valley. This is it. Yeah. We only have one. Yeah. So now you become part of my family. And I said I want to call an and a succession, a succeed, a succession of uh, conflict between the native peoples and the new people. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point in time, every political person in the crowd, you could hear him gasping. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because that translates to. I was the first person to call for an end to the Indian Wars. Yeah, right. The natives and the new people, because we have to work together. There's no more. There's no more time. Yeah. Not to work together. Yeah. You know. So the sculpture's complete. A string was pulled. You know, the mayor pulled the string and it was unveiled. And that was the first time we saw it. We never saw the sculpture assembled. Oh, gee. We assembled it 
as we put it up, we assembled the top piece and we covered it. We put yeah. The salmon on, we covered it. We put the ravens on, we covered it. Oh, okay, okay. So we covered it all the okay. way down. Oh, yeah. And then I had to wait overnight, you know, yeah. like 36 yeah. hours yeah. for the unveiling. And it was under police protection to make sure that they had no one right. and tried to unveil it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So when we saw it the first time, everyone saw it the first time. And it became the, the power it is. How did people, okay, so, you know, in, as you remember this, uh, how did people respond? Gasping a lot. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of tears. And recognition that we're all in this together. You know, we are one family. After the ceremonies, a friend of mine came up to me and said, Jay, what, why did you, you just gave away the, your valley. What, what, what did you just do? I said, I recognize the new people as part of my community. And this valley is theirs also. And it's shared, it's a shared common value now. Yeah. I said, so if that person's walking down the street and they see trash alongside the street, they're gonna pick it up. Yeah. Why? Because it's their valley, it's their home. Yeah. Don't mess up my home. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I wanna bridge that sense of intimacy to the land. Yeah. With people. Yeah. And then the end product is, the sculpture is there for healing. It's meant to be touched. Yeah. I've got several stories of people who have had terrible tragedies in their life lost loved ones and can't get over the mourning period because there's, a, um, there's no sense of closure. Yeah. And they bring this issue to the sculpture and they touch the sculpture and there's been great healing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is great. That is fantastic. Yeah. Um, when, what, is, what is the message? This is probably my last question. What are the messages you would li- like people to take away from their encounter with uh, with Valley of Our Spirits? We we are we are responsible for holding the Valley of Trust, for securing the future of our Valley. We have only one family to do it with. We have to work together, and we can work together through the philosophy of this culture, which is healing and bridging across the cultures to recognize each other's strengths. Jay, I, I couldn't think of a better way to end the interview. Um, there, let me tell you a couple more things real quick. Oh, yeah. There's some secrets in that sculpture. Oh, boy. <laughs> as long as you don't have to kill me if, you know, if no. you reveal them to me. And, and I was responsible. Like, I did all the grunt work, okay? So I, I would, Peter would say, hey, grind this, you know. Yeah, right. Okay. He's a steel genius, you know. I, I, I do, I do, I pick heavy shit up and I grind things, you know. <laughs> I thought, well, I'm grinding this, you know. I know about textures, so I put different names in the signatures in in the grinding pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I put my name in there. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'll, I, I'm sure Michelangelo painted himself into uh, some portion of the Sistine Chapel. In, inside the inside the uh, eagle head is a hummingbird. Oh, underneath you can't see it. Oh, for heaven's yeah. sake! The beak is 24 karat gold. Wow, that, that's gold leaf. 24 karat gold leaf. Wow. The eyes are uh, yellow gemstones. 
they're actually cut gems. Oh my gosh! And when the sun hits it right, it's just explodes in beautiful gold light. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've yeah. That's uh, one of the things I enjoy about seeing it. It you know is being there at different times of the day, different yeah, weather it conditions. It changes all the time. Yeah. yeah, and and you know that's another aspect of it that I really enjoy. Which again, I think is why it always. It's not one of those uh, uh, things I can just walk past, you know, because I've seen it a thousand times. It always stops me. It's very dynamic. It's, it's not static. It's a living sculpture. It's inhabited by uh, a lot of spirit helpers, which are... Yeah, they're right. And it's there for healing and bringing cultures together, so... Yeah. Jay, um, I sure appreciate that contribution that you and and, and Milo and your, your fellow uh, glass artists have uh, made, um, because I, I just think it's such a, a wonderful part of our community. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you so much for blessing us with that, man. It's been an honor doing it, and, and the residuals are really important. And I told the Mount Vernon mayor at the time, I said, I will put Mount Vernon on the map. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All righty, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Tales of the Magic Skagit. For our written stories, go to the Meyer Sign website at www.meyersign.com slash articles. You can watch our video episodes on our YouTube channel, Tales of the Magic Skagit. For daily social media posts and links to our online content, follow us on Facebook at Meyer Sign Advertising. And lastly, let us know if you have a Tales of the Magic Skagit story idea that you'd like us to consider. Just email your suggestion to Mount Vernon Boss at iCloud.com. Keep it magic, y'all.